Good afternoon and welcome to Apocalypse and Metamorphosis, Rick Bones Capstone Podcast. Today's guest is Logan Hayes. Logan, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background before we go into the deep stuff? Um, well, so my history is primarily uh, working in healthcare. I was a psychology undergrad at Colorado State University, and then I studied toxicology as a grad student. Um, my plan was to go to medical school, but now kind of changing careers, and my plan is to do some sort of um, path that uh, helps take care of the environment in one way or another, and that's where I'm at now. Great. Thank you. At any point when you were making that change and deciding medical school wasn't for you, was there a big letdown or was it a positive thing for you? Because that's a pretty big, pretty big change going from wanting to study medicine to, well, trying to save the planet. Yeah, for sure. There was certainly um, both, and there's been a big transition period between them. Um, a big part of my identity was being committed to my long-term goals being to go to medical school and help create change in that way and kind of dedicate my life to that sort of thing, you know, helping people and um, committing myself to medicine. And at some point I just kind of realized that I thought there were bigger problems um, in society, which included a lack of environmentalism and commitment to that, um, both politically um, from people I know, myself included. And so when I decided to make that change, um, I did have a bit of an identity crisis. Um, and so I had to kind of reconsider my values, what I wanted to do. And that was difficult, but I think in the end, uh, it's been good for me. Um, I've had a lot of time to reflect and yeah, just determine what I really care about. Cool, that's an excellent story. Uh, we met through politics, um, and when you were doing that, had you already made the transfer into wanting to do environmental issues, or are you still on the path to medicine? Have you always been politically active, regardless of what your path was gonna be? No, so that, yeah, I think it does. Um, when I when I first got into politics, I was fully planning on going to medical school still. And I think part of what helped me make that transition was talking to voters and people of the general public and finding out their opinions about an issue that I had cared about along with medicine, which was the environment. And I could tell that the necessity that I thought was required of everyday people to care about the environment and that would be required to create the change that we need right now was just simply not there. I didn't see it in the conversations I had with people. And that kind of helped convince me that like I needed to do something different and that those conversations maybe were not quite enough. I thought they were helpful, but I could just tell that it just wasn't enough. And that certainly helped me make that change. So do you think that it was empathy or not empathy, apathy or lack of knowledge or lack of urgency? What, what was missing when you were talking to people, do you think, regarding climate change? I would say the biggest thing would be that a lot of people rely on jobs that is oil and gas related 
and the idea of them losing those jobs and that support um, is understandably fearful for them or something that they would be scared of, um, both financially, I mean, primarily financially. And so I don't think it's not, I don't think it was entirely apathy. I think it was just that people get put in tough situations and it's only natural in that situation to care about things that are problems now versus things that are maybe problems later. Yeah. Paying, um, your rent, yeah. paying your rent and feeding your kids is a little more important than what's going to happen next week if you're not doing it today. So yeah, I, I agree with that. That's a tough situation. A lot of people are in and sometimes I tend to, per, me personally, tend to be dismissive of that. And that's probably wrong. And if you can come at that from a very empathetic and an excellent angle, very holistic. Um, what, have you seen anything that sparks people that are in that type of situation, especially people in the oil and gas industry, which no matter what is going to die, but have you heard of a way to motivate them into thinking beyond it? I think if you try to kind of redefine to people what it means to take care of your family and not and that not just be to you know put food on the plate um and to create a like a today and a this week and a this year um success story but question you know what what is their future going to look like down the road like will they be able to get a house will they live in a world in the future when you know maybe a parent or a grandparent isn't around anymore like what are you leaving them what are you leaving your children your grandchildren like you can help them now but you won't be able to help them forever and so you can help them now maybe and down the road and i think if you can kind of convince them that there's more to do later by doing things now i think that kind of kind of changes the story a little bit. And part of that also includes, like I mentioned, that people are fearful of having a job and financial stability. If you can mention to them that maybe other places, like I believe it's Spain or Portugal, um, plenty of other countries, commit to helping people transition between jobs, either by giving them um, new training or helping them retire earlier, it, it puts something forward to them that isn't them just losing their job. It's that there are other options, um, which helps people get over the fear of having to transition between careers because that that's a that's a big change. Um, people work in these industries 30, 40, 50 years, um, and the idea of losing that, um, I would imagine, would be terrifying. And so if you can get rid of that, I think think you kind of open the door to people being more willing to think of a different way to tackle their future. Do you, do you, you know, you point out that other countries have great ways to segue in and out. Do you think, uh, especially out here out west in Colorado, the individualism Americans love to, you know, hold into their heart is part of the problem why some of these people are leery of even a retraining thing? Because someone else is making you sort of and it's not what you want to do but it's a new course do you think that is a hindrance or is that something we can try to capitalize on a different way 
I mean, we definitely have a pride problem in America. It's the whole like pulling yourself up by the bootstraps, by your bootstraps, um, American dream type thing where you think about yourself and you think about your family and you're trained to think that way rather than the trajectory of society in our nation. Um, yeah, that's a hard, of, that's a hard thing to get people out of. Yeah, you because know, me personally, and I know you're very active as well, being a progressive liberal activist is sort of an I My pride comes from that. So I can see someone on, and if someone tries to take that away from me, tell me everything I'm thinking is somewhat wrong and out there. I would, I would know how I'd be brought back from where I currently am, uh, which brings us to what, you know, the current state of the divisiveness in this country, which is stopping anything from going forward, whether that's a stimulus package or true climate change work. Um, how do you think you could change your own identity, be more pliable and flexible to help those people who don't understand it? Because I, I get stuck there a lot with sitting and just shaking my head and not trying to explain i'm looking do you have ways to try to bring those type of people around in your experience um i think it helps me to consider that i have more flexibility in life with my choices than i would say the average person does um i am lucky i am fortunate i was born in a situation that gives me opportunities that a lot of people don't have. And I think if I find a way to humble myself and put myself in situations that other people experience, I think it gives me the ability to think in new ways for the everyday person to create change that includes them in that change, in that story. I, what, in terms of convincing other people that, I mean, that's hard. It's, I, I, I usually believe when it comes to mediation and um, finding compromise, like you really do have to meet people in the middle, like which requires me to take a step back and to try to help them take a step forward, at least in what I believe in, um, you know, from their perspective, that might, that might be the opposite of the way that I see progress from my perspective. I know this is a bit tangential, but like you, I came up, you know, I was raised in a fairly affluent family, a lot of flexibility in my life, got to do amazing things. Um, and I tend to listen better to someone who is part of a disadvantaged community. Um, people of color, I will, I'm deferential all the time, but if I have a, another white male, roughly my age, I have zero <laughs> tolerance for them having an opposite of view, which is not helpful at all. I freely admit that. And it's very hard for me to get past my own prejudice against middle-aged white men. Uh, <laughs> I understand, yeah. Yeah, do you, so you run into that too, or is that not something that happens to you? I think, yes. I was actually just having a conversation with my brother um, like a day or two ago about my lack of impatience with other people like in a situation such as myself as being, you know, having a fortunate lifestyle and background that are totally unwilling to change for the progress of society. Um, when it comes to, you know, like pollution and things that are just simple, like recycling and maybe eating like one less serving of meat every week, 
Um, it's like, it's not like these are new concepts. People have had more, more time on this planet than like I am, than I have existed to make small changes in their life and they haven't done it. And so when those people have the opportunity to do that and I can see that they've had that opportunity, but they don't make any progress themselves with their own personal habits and things like that, I lose patience and I have become less patient um, with those people. I think as I've grown older and I've seen problems in the world just persist and get worse. Yeah, you, you could point your finger at me because I fail pretty miserably even though I pretend to try to do Meatless Monday. And that's probably 50-50. And that's one of those simple changes you can make or you've, you've guessed uh, that I should be making. I not should, could. Um, so there's my own hypocrisy shining through, which is something I know I need to look at more. Do you ever find uh, yourself getting hypocritical and things like that? Because I just, like I said, I know I, that's something I know I could do and don't. This is sort of a final wrap-up question, like our own faults and how we could be better, I guess, and help towards the metamorphosis. Me, I'm going to work on Meatless Mondays and actually um, even try to start taking my plastics that can't go in the bin here to a proper location, which is super annoying. But Yeah, those absolutely. Are my, those, are, those are my big gifts to the planet, which is so condescending. <laughs> totally. But uh, do you have any little things you'd like to change about yourself that would help with this change? This yeah, I think change. <laughs> um, if you're to ask somebody if they could not if they could think of any hypocritical um, habits that they have and they can't think of one that would be concerning to me um, and yeah. maybe be, they would be required I think to um, self-reflect a little bit on their habits you know um, I think yes for sure um, the way that I purchase food, I think in terms of reducing plastics, um, things like that, I could definitely do a better job. Um, I like long showers. So in terms of using water, that's that's always been like a problem for me. And I think just like meat is for a lot of people, it's like kind of a comfort thing. It's like, I'll sacrifice many things, but not this. Um, um, that, I, that's an interesting one, because I don't know if I take, well, whatever. <laughs> That's a that's some interesting self awareness to know that you're pouring water all over yourself on the front range while things are going well in a drop. I like that a lot. Yeah, you know, you kind of think if you can turn the faucet on that you get water, you're like water is forever, um, which <laughs> which is not the case. Um, Definitely, I not. think another big one for me is being more cognizant of my purchasing choices, um, not necessarily like in terms of packaging, but in terms of brand and how environmentally conscious these companies are. Um, for example, I could be buying something that I need at Goodwill or I could buy um, a new sweatshirt that I don't necessarily need, quote unquote need by a company that has no interest in um, changing their practices to be environmentally friendly. I think those are big ones that I wish I was better at. Oh, that's interesting. I don't even think about Goodwill clothes because I'm huge and they don't have anything that fits me usually. So um, that's my excuse. That's my rationale for that one. At least, uh, at least for now. Yeah. No, I have, I have trouble. It's, it's very frustrating because to put, to put more uh, effort into just like buying a shirt or something, um, 
is it's it's enough of a barrier to just not even want to bother i think yeah i hear you plus shopping is awful well i appreciate i appreciate your time i think we got some good content here for the first ever uh rick bone podcast i appreciate you coming on and thank you very much for your time yeah absolutely i'm glad i could be here for it have a good day you as well All right, I should be able to edit that somehow. We'll figure it out. That was fun. Cool. Yeah, no, that's good. And uh, you, had good, you had good questions. I don't know if we followed anything that my professor's going to like, but well, he doesn't. He likes everything, so I'm not worried. He's actually really cool. So. <laughs> He'll be like, dude, yeah, that's good. That's good. Nice, yeah. nice. I mean, props if you like. I mean, hopefully he listens to the whole thing, I guess. There's, there's, I, have, I have no question that he will. Okay, that's good. Because so many teachers are just they'll assign they'll assign a ten page paper and then they just barely read it. And it's just like no, why'd you assign it? <laughs> I said four fifteen minute ones and he goes, That's plenty. That's plenty. I go, All right, fair enough. Because clearly it's an hour of his time minimum, so um are you gonna ask the same questions to other people? Are you gonna I'm gonna go with the same flow. I'm gonna go with the same flow. Like, try to get at least one thing of like about life changing, and then yeah, see if we can flow. It depends who it is. Uh, I'm I'm hoping to interview Sam, um, totally. And then my he friend drove by like, me a couple weeks ago and just like yelled at his car. <laughs> you shouldn't. He didn't offer you a ride. Um, I was with a, I was with a friend, oh, but okay. he was leaving Sprouts, so I'm sure he had something interesting to go and make food wise that's true and he he, has a he's also a big person <laughs> he's got a pregnant wife at home so he has to yeah do things quickly <laughs> well i hope we can do something fun after the vaccines come out i'm looking forward yeah to that. no that would be great I, I really look forward to seeing so many people that have had to you know be put on the sidelines throughout this whole year at least i know i feel like i'm doing most i can with this and been very well been better than most people i might shop a little too much but i can't so i was going to go to thanksgiving to see my mother but then it's like got two weeks out i'm like fuck no yeah i um since i ate a lot of it a lot of veggies i i kind of have to go to the grocery store frequently because it's like yeah. you can't buy a month's worth of cilantro um <laughs> but yeah no i had, I had to cancel thanksgiving with my parents and i'm planning on canceling christmas and at least in person as well and they're gonna have to deal with it my mom is the one that might be upset but you know it's for her my mom didn't i mean she cared but she was like yep that's fine don't get on a plane oh yeah cdc, CDC says no don't yeah the the best i think line that i've heard this entire time was it's like don't see your family now so you can see your family later right no christmas yeah no christmas this year so there's many more in the future Exactly. Okay, well, stay safe, my friend. Thanks for doing this. I'll let you know how, how the editing process goes. And if I'm unable to edit, we may have to do a second round and it will be totally different. So that's okay. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's fun. I, yeah, hopefully it goes well. I've, I've heard um, about Anchor as well. And it sounds like it's really easy to use and it yeah, looks pretty nice. Got hands down the best reviews of all the free ones. So that's cool. Yeah, no, you. good luck with it and have fun. Thanks, Sounds cool. I will talk cool. to you later, my friend. All right, peace out, dude. Stay Bye. safe. You too.